You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited. I have Juan Francisco here from Third Eye Sight, and I have been fangirling him now for straight up at least four months. We met on Instagram, as everyone does in this day and age, and we just got such a kick out of each other right away, I think. And Juan, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. And I'm such a fan of you, but also the things you post on Instagram. I always get a kick out of it. So I have also connected with you on that level. All the memes. <laughs> All the memes. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good meme. <laughs> I love your fresh take on mediumship. There's an integrity and a high moral ethic standard that I so appreciate about what you're doing and how you're promoting your work. So I just wanted to share that as we get going. And so tell me, tell our listeners a little bit about you, where you're from, where you're living, all that good stuff. Sure. So, um, well, biographically, I guess I have a lot of details, but I was born in Houston, Texas, the United States, and I grew up in Miami, Florida. That's where I was raised all my life until at the age of 24, 25, I moved to New York City. It was always a dream to live in New York City. Very, you know, perfect for a plot, typical plot of someone, <laughs> me being the protagonist, as they now say, like <laughs> living the protagonist's life. And I moved to New York City to pursue a career in public relations. I still work full time in public relations. Um, yeah, I grew up in a middle, middle class family, um, a very spiritual family with some uh, went to a middle Catholic middle school and then to a Protestant high school, got the best of both worlds. <laughs> and um, I think something that I would like to mention that is a big part of my experience as a spiritual being having a human experience is um, I am a gay man. And the way that that played with the religion in my life in school was a really big deal. It was a really big part of how I came to uh, my own spiritual awakening and loving myself more as a spiritual being having this human experience. That is a very wordy mouthy <laughs> end to my little bi biography, but it really is a big part of my mediumship journey and, and my journey with spirit. I love this because I was watching on Instagram. You just got back from Italy and visiting some incredibly beautiful sites. And then I think you were in England and all over, but yeah, the the connection between spirituality and spirit. So let's dive in. When did you start your awakening? When did you discover that what you were maybe hearing was spirit? It was definitely, I think it happened in, and levels is not the right word because that, that sounds like advancement. I don't want to, more like evolution through levels. So I grew up with a spiritual family, went through schools that were really in, indoctrinating a lot of ideas. And um, I had my first relationship as an out gay man in my early 20s. And when that relationship didn't work out, we broke up. I went through a really deep um, sadness. You know, the first is always the hardest. <laughs> and, um, and especially as a gay man who had just come out of the closet, just a lot was going on in that first year. 
I read, if I may recommend a book, I read Absolutely. a book called uh, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And it really changed my, the way I see something like the breakup or hardships in life. And it's a book I recommend to everybody. And I would say that was the first time I could say I, I felt an awakening of, of the spirit. And then fast forward years later and living in New York City, and this happened literally just in the past two years, I discovered tarot and I gave readings to friends and things were resonating. And in the middle of a tarot reading last September, 2021, I remember the night on Zoom with a friend who had introduced me to tarot. I was giving her a reading and I just felt their loved one coming through. And after we hung up on the call, the loved one stuck around with me and made me feel, made me feel their, uh, the wound that caused their passing, a memory they had with my friend. These are these were things I didn't know about this loved one. And I freaked out. <laughs> I was, I, 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 it was a good freak out. I felt grateful. I was, I got so emotional because I was like, this is not a great way to think about it, but like, who am I to be receiving this information, to be relaying a message like this? I'm, I, I see this on TV. People on TV do these things. I don't do these things. Right. Who am I, little Juan? PR I got a dude. laundry pile. I got groceries to put. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just normal. Um, and, and so that was, that was last September 2021. That was a major, like, catapult into another area of my spiritual awakening and it has changed my life since then and it's what inspired me to create the podcast that I have. I love this story. So what even drew you to tarot? Because I would think coming from your religious background and your upbringing that may have been frowned upon in some ways. Oh yeah. So it's interesting. My family dynamic with spirituality. My family is a very progressive spiritual family with roots in, my dad has roots in Catholicism. So what's interesting is I would watch my dad do tarot readings um, for hire growing up and he did it as a means to make extra money. Plus he was extremely gifted with it. Mm -hmm. He had practiced tarot cards since he was a teenager or a very young adult, I believe. So I would watch him do it and I was really intrigued by it. And then when I went through Catholic school, Protestant high school, um, I did have a born again Christian phase where I thought everything like that, yeah. plus being gay was all evil <laughs> and not okay. So, I mean, I like to joke today, I'm a gay tarot card reader, medium psychic. I am like double, triple whammy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so watching, I, I think, I first was introduced to tarot really when I would watch my dad do it for, for people who that would hire him to do readings. And he would tell me that the things he saw, they would come true for people that he read. And it was just so, so intriguing. And uh, actually 2019, right before the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, it was in 2019, the holidays, I was at a holiday market and it was a regular bookstore kiosk, not a mystical shop. And there was a pack, uh, a stack of Rider Waite Smith tarot decks. I just felt so drawn to them. I had seen my dad use them. And I just, I just, I told myself, I don't know why I'm buying these for myself, but I'm going to buy myself a deck. And then I, during the pandemic, I was without a job. Unfortunately, I was laid off, but it ended up being a big blessing in the long run for my career. But it also gave me a lot of time to study tarot and start to read friends and practice. Uh, so it was incidental not accidental but it was incidental right. and definitely meant to be that is 
fascinating. I love that your dad has done reading. So he's got to be so excited that you're doing them too now. He is. And and he no longer does readings. Um, he's gone through his own journey with spirituality where sure. he doesn't, he doesn't use it as a tool anymore. But when I started learning them, it kind of brought back memories for him. And he's like, Oh, I can teach you more if you want me to I'm like, this is so cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> I think it would be amazing to have that in common with one of my parents. Um, so now that you've done tarot, okay. And so then in September of last year, you're giving a reading and spirit comes in. And I think this is such an interesting part of mediumship development is learning to trust our intuition and how many mediums come through another Avenue, whether it's Reiki, whether it's tarot, whether it's, um, Oh, there's, there's an endless possibility, but it's really the beginning seeds of learning to trust your own intuition so that when you hear these things in your mind and you think, why am I, why am I thinking about pizza or whatever, whatever random thing pops in, then you realize that that spirit, because so many times it's so subtle, right? Totally. And it's interesting you say that because growing up i was very used to seeing random images in my head and random images of people that i never recognized and i just thought oh everyone sees an old man in their mind randomly when they sleep at night (laughs) and you know i come from a very mixed race family so i would see this white dude with with a beard sometimes (laughs) i I guess that's just my imagination but now looking back i really think that was spirit dropping little little clues and hints. Um, and I do personally believe we all have this ability maybe to different degrees, um, different extents. And some people, it comes more easily than others, but I think it's there and it is, the basis of it is intuition. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Those That's are interesting. I, I liken it to playing a piano, right? You can be born yeah. a virtuoso and play by ear and never have any any formal training. You can train forever and be a great piano player or you can train and maybe it's not your thing, but you all have, we all have the option to play piano. I feel it's the same way with mediumship. We all have the option to tap into it. It's whether you want to and whether your, your ears are tuned to it a little bit. And if it's not mediumship, maybe it's something else. I think we all have intuition, but some of us are more drawn to runes, to tarot cards, to being um, astrologers, mediumship. Uh, so it, it's, it's like, it's like the diversity of talents we're all used to seeing in the world. I believe there's just as many talents you can use with intuition. So how did your friends and family take it when you said, by the way, (laughs) not only am I doing tarot, but you know, I've got people coming to visit me as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I feel very blessed that it, it was welcomed very warmly and, um, and to also set some context for me, my mediumship, experience when i walk into a store i don't feel a bunch of things coming at me um like we see on tv or i have i have, a, I have some friends that they do experience that they feel a lot of energies and they see people standing behind their their loved ones in the physical world i had a friend that would see someone's father standing behind her all the time at work um so i don't experience that so it's not so much uh when i shared it with people that i was that was recognizing this ability I have. Um, I was explaining to them, you know, I'm not like Teresa Caputo on Long Island Medium who goes into stores and it feels, or goes into a room and feels everything. Um, But this is what I'm experiencing and it's something different and I'm going to explore it. 
and I have because my family is spiritually progressive they were so <laughs> intrigued by it I think they were like oh my gosh we because I used to watch these things on tv with my family like oh my gosh it's like we have our own little <laughs> medium thing going on here in real life um so it was it was a, a point of fascination and when I totally rebranded my Instagram from um TBTs all the time or like <laughs> me at the beach all the time to being strictly about there's nothing wrong with that by the way but to be more focused on spirituality and my podcast and my journey through intuition this rediscovering my intuition um most folks stuck around didn't unfollow me and it actually brought people out of of the woodwork the people that i never thought would be interested in this started asking me questions about it so it's been a really wonderful conversation opener I, I would agree. I think it's interesting. I too kind of thought, well, you know, this is what's happening. You can I'll see you later or nice knowing you. And the people that have stuck around and asked questions and I love that part of it. I think it's very interesting that more people are interested than maybe are willing to talk about it until you break the ice with them. And then they're like, yeah, so this happened to me when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> the other day. Yeah, the other day, um, someone I used to work with at an office job booked a, a reading with me, a mediumship reading with me, and I, we never connected on this when we worked together, and we don't really, we haven't really spoken since we worked together, and it was just an interesting moment to connect with someone on a very deep level that we otherwise wouldn't have if I didn't come out with, with sharing how, with openly sharing these abilities I've been exploring. So it's it's been really cool. I love that. Okay, so you brought up somebody that I want to talk to you about. <laughs> I, when I was first um, checking out your Instagram and seeing what was going on, there was this amazing photo of you with none other than Teresa Caputo, Long Island Media. And I was like, what? <laughs> he knows her? Oh my God, get out of here. So, okay. What's the scoop? Give me all your Teresa Caputo juiciness. <laughs> <laughs> well, if only I was besties with her, I think I'd flip out. I'd be like, can you be my mentor? Can you be my best? Can we chat on a Saturday night? Um, so I actually had been watching Long Island Meeting with my mom. Um, my mom had, had watched her since the first episode. And I grew up in a family uh, that was very familiar with, you know, the John Edwards of the world, the James yeah. James M. Foggs. And then here comes on TLC, um, you know, on TLC, we were used to like trading spaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shows. Now it, it's, it runs the, the wide gamut, but it comes this medium with her own TV show. And she's, you know, and she, even she'll say she has the big hair. she got the nails. Right. She stands out. She stands out mom, larger than life. Yeah, and my mom started watching her from the very beginning. And then this was a time when I had just had that first, um, what felt like that first level of awakening after that breakup. And the show was a very good way for me, an additional way for me to cope with life and having recently come out fully out of the closet and the breakup. And I would watch it with my mom. And I just fell in love with Teresa. And I, a lot of folks that I know um, look at her and just look at the hair and the nails. And while, yes, it could be, maybe it's physically distracting, I feel like I'm able to see right through that and see this person who was really changing people's lives. And some friends of mine would say, well, I think it's all fake. They're actors. Like, I don't know, but they all deserve Oscars because right. that'll be super real. I mean, I don't, those are, they, they should be in Spielberg movies or something. Right. So those I, tears are next level. Yeah. 
I, I, I always believed it was all real. And, and of course, things are edited. They edit in, they edit in the, the best parts of a reading. And that's with any TV show. You're never going to see the parts that are you know clunky. Um, but I had the opportunity to see her live in Miami, for maybe in the late 2000s. And it was an amazing experience. And I, that really solidified for me, like this, this woman is the real deal. And then I saw her, I've seen her live two more times after that, but in New York, um, actually in, in a, it's called Huntersville. I forgot what it's called, but a town in Long Island, I saw her live. And then I saw her recently in Brooklyn. Oh my gosh, four times. And I saw her in Staten Island. <laughs> so, but what's funny is uh, back to the pictures. So when I was in Dallas, Texas one year, um, Four years ago, I was in the airport. I had just left my gate. I went, I was with a work colleague. We both used the restroom right outside our gate after we arrived. I come back out and I wait for my colleague. And then I see this golf cart with this lady with big blonde hair and wearing cowboy boots. I'm like, I think that's Teresa. Then she turns around and I freak out. And I got to take a picture with her. And it, it was just it's one of my favorite memories ever and and what if i had stayed in the bathroom longer for reasons <laughs> I wanted to close? what if i what if my colleague had left early from the restroom and we would you know we would have left i would not have gone to gone to meet her and i learned, learned later that she was in dallas filming an episode for her show so i got to meet her then and then i've seen her live four times the last time i saw her i did i i paid for the meet and greet so no i did not you know, I didn't say, hey, Teresa, I'm here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's your so BFFs now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got the meet and greet for her last show in Staten Island that I saw. And I brought a printout of that photo from Dallas. And I said, look, we met four years ago and I love you. You know, very you know, nice general conversation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I really love her. I was, I've spoken to mediums who have said, that they're a little annoyed with her because she makes it seem like all of us have to live up to, you know, one, one message after another that resonates and everything being perfect. And the way I see it is she has opened up so much of the world to mediumship and to this part of um, spirituality that maybe they wouldn't otherwise have been open to. I consider her such a huge bridge for people to endless possibilities of how we can communicate with our loved ones. And I, and she has never stopped saying that spirit works through her. It's not just about her. It's not right. her being just a celebrity. Um, she always makes a point to say that in her shows too. So all that to say, that was a long story, but um, that's why she does mean a lot to me. And I think I really do credit her for, for opening me up to this part of spirituality that, you know, my teenage years, high, uh, early college years, I saw it all as, like you don't mess with that stuff that it's evil or it can be evil and watching her show way back when really changed my mind about that mm -hmm. right I would agree the first of all the way she her appearance the the package is what sells right TLC wouldn't have kept her for so long if she wasn't her bubbling boiling over adorable personality and you're right there was so much I remember just sort of blowback from the John Edwards phase. Like everybody was kind of, his show was falling off the air and people were like, no, this is just not, not buying into it. And TLC comes out with her and all of a sudden you're right. It's these messages of just 
happiness and love and sunshine. And she's always, you know, giggly and you see her family and how she really is at home. And it humanized mediumship for the first time, because before it was always this person who appeared on stage, you had no idea what happened in the rest of their life. And so I think for so many of us that were developing, it was fun to watch because we're like, oh my God, she's a real person. She's human. But then there's the back side of it where TLC has edited her her readings to within an inch of their life, right? You know, they're chopped and diced and put in new order. <laughs> it is just catching the highlights, which makes it hard for mediums in the real world who you're right stumble and and you know it's clunky to get going the energy is slow sometimes or you're trying to discern what is spirit saying with this imagery or these messages that i'm getting so it's yeah i i love her energy i love what she's brought to mediumship and i also wish tlc would take a little bit more realistic approach but you know she's tv seeing her live you, I, I'm going to be really honest, seeing her live, she, in terms of her speed and her accuracy and how things land with her sitters, or rather people have to stand, her standards, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she, it really is like watching the TV show. Uh, but there are moments where she does stumble. And I like that as a medium watching her, I understand it. And it, it does humanize her. And some people walk out of that show. I would hear grumblings after she like, oh, I mean, she wasn't as good as I thought, or she didn't come to me. And it's like, this is people. I, I, I hope that watching her live will open people up to, you know, it doesn't have to always be perfect. Mm -hmm. She is pretty dang good. And with the package she comes in, something that I would hear in you know, Christian school is, uh, which I think still rings true despite, you know, I don't identify with that religion so much today that, you know, God works in mysterious ways. You can replace that with universe source. Sometimes the, the biggest blessings come in packages we don't expect. And that's <laughs> as cheesy as that sounds. That's how I see her. You know, yeah. I, I look right through the package and I see the gift that she offers the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it, it really I think Teresa came along and then there was Monica 10K, right? Monica, the medium. She was on, what was it? Was it Freeform? I can't remember what that station was called before it switched, but seeing her as a college student, I adored that. And when I worked with her, again, it was this humanizing portion of she's still got a sisters that give her a hard time and she's still you know, trying to find a boyfriend in real life and navigating the pieces of us that are yeah. real, right? And I think for me personally, and I'm interested to know what you think about this, mediumship is just one, one tool. There's so many tools. It's maybe the most recognizable tool. Um, and maybe it is because of television. It's not like we have tarot reading shows, although I think we should, you know, promote that oh, to TLC. Cool. How fun would that be? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one piece. And so for me, I bounce in and out of how much mediumship I enjoy doing because it is a heavy, heavy space. And to do that solely day in and day out without bringing in other aspects of intuition around what's your purpose? What's your journey? What's your soul's evolution? I love digging into those pieces. What, what's your feeling on just sticking with mediumship versus mixing in other pieces? Yeah, I'd say... What, it's such an individual choice and preference. I think whatever resonates with somebody, 
Um, I was actually really excited to see, I also love Tyler Henry. And I, <laughs> don't get me started how much I love Tyler Henry. And in his recent Netflix special, there was an episode where he was using tarot cards, or he, I think in a couple episodes, he's used them before doing mediumship readings to help him like guide, uh, like he'll do a tarot card reading the morning um, that he has a mediumship reading just to help him find some direction in the day and where that mediumship reading later where it may go. And I was excited to see that because I've never seen tarot cards in a mainstream TV show being shown like that and shown as a very normal spiritual practice. Um, but so I think whether it's tarot, like I'm not familiar with runes. I don't know what that entails. I like to learn. Um, but I think whatever someone jibes with, it's like when you choose a career um, or you choose a hobby, it's not everyone wants to go fishing. Not everyone wants to play baseball or not everyone wants to uh, participate in theater. It's about what resonates with you. And I think when it comes to spirituality and practice, um, even down to meditation, not everyone can meditate for an hour a day. I can't. <laughs> I fall asleep at 10 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> and, and that's okay. Everyone is different and we're meant to live this human life, not escape it. Um, and I think that's the most important thing too. I mentioned that last bit very randomly, but I think the reason that came to mind is I think as long as whatever you practice, you don't use it as an escape from being human, but as a bridge between the human, the spiritual, because um, I, I think for a little while, right when I started developing mediumship, I thought this could be an escape for me from my issues in life. And, and, and then I realized, wow, this is actually bringing on the shadow work for me, developing my mediumship abilities. And that could be a reason some people might run away from developing their tool. And I, I always, I always think it's it's best to when you start to feel a little uncomfortable, keep going with it. And whether whether it's runes, tarot cards, mediumship, it will help you face yourself in a way you've never had before, and it's going to be really good for you. <laughs> so, so all that to say, I think it's such an individual journey, and whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Oh, I love that, and I do think the more human experiences we can have, the more. We more we can connect to the other side, right? The messages change because a lot of times when you're receiving information, you come your own memories or your own portions come up and you're like, oh, why am I thinking about when I was ice skating at seven? And then you build that story. So if you are escaping, right, essentially into the other side, because it's beautiful and the love there is incredible. And who doesn't want to live in that all the time? Mm -hmm. But to remember to have as many human experiences as we possibly can to really live that fully rounded out life, I think is so important. Yeah, and I actually have this mediumship training deck and it's it's like a, it's formatted like Oracle cards. I'm forgetting the name of it, I'm looking oh, at Oh, Lauren it. Rainbow and um, yep, yes, exactly. I love that deck. Exactly. <laughs> it's a great deck and one of the cards says to help feed your dictionary, your library of signs and symbols, it's important to participate in the world. And I, that really resonated with me. Uh, mediumship is not about escaping from the world and being indoors and doing readings all day. You have to participate in the world to connect with it. And not only is it good for your soul, because your soul came here for a reason to experience the world, but it also helps build your library of signs and symbols you can use in readings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, I love that. Okay. I have a question for you. And I love to ask this of all of my 
interviewers, interviewees, um, what is your favorite woo object and why? <laughs> I'm going to go a little basic. I love my sage. <laughs> I feel like everyone loves their sage. But for me, white sage, it, and actually it was Teresa Caputo that introduced me to sage. I don't know what it was before I saw her using it. Right. I love, love, love my sage. I love the smell of it. It really, for me, it's, it's such an equalizer for me and the energy of my space. I use it before I do readings. I use it after I do readings sometimes. Um, and I actually recently transitioned from buying sage from Amazon to now buying, I do buy my sage now from a Native American shop in the United States. And um, there are several that you can find on the internet. Um, so I, I like to say that because I think it's, it's e easy to forget where the tradition of sage comes from. Uh, so I always like to mention that, but I, I do, enjoy burning my sage and i actually just recently bought for the first time like a spray Wait, oh, yeah I say, it's wonderful i put it on my pillows right? <laughs> <laughs> like i gotta clear the pillows <laughs> it, it smells beautiful i agree i love a good spritz because man you can i almost have it in my car it's like let's spritz the dashboard spritz my hair yeah. spritz my <laughs> yeah it's great stuff i think second to stage i would say i do love my essential oils um but sage is, is at the top of the at list the as, as, in terms of woo. <laughs> and I love list. that you bring up sourcing it and the importance of that because it's a beautiful natural resource and giving not only homage to it as a medicinal plant, but to those that gather and hold it in reverence, I think is beautiful. I might bug you for your contact because I would like to have a good source. Sure. All right. Now, this is a fun question that I started doing because... It actually, I think, comes up in mediumship readings. So let's say you've passed from this realm onto the next, and your friends and loved ones here would like to welcome you back, to summon you back for a little conversation, a little love, a little ask for your mediumship guidance. What can they do to entice you to come back? I love this question because I've heard you ask other folks this question. And before I answer, it kind of, it's like the opposite of, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things, but it's like the opposite of, of the Vecna, you know, with the running running up that hill song. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Stranger Things, but anyways, it's definitely not that vibe, but it reminds me of like, how could you bring Juan back for a little bit? With it? So I say that because for me, it would be my music. If someone were to play my favorite music and pray to me, uh, I'm there like a bear. I mean, I'm, all, I'm, I'm always, I'm always there. I believe we're everywhere all at once. But if you play my favorite music, I, I, my taste runs the gamut from Ella Fitzgerald to Lady Gaga to Led Zeppelin to the Beatles, um, all over the place. So maybe I should, you know what? Maybe in my will, I should leave a playlist of my music for my funeral. And also, if you ever want to call, call on me, you know, play my favorite song so for, for me music music is a language of the soul and and i take that to heart very much so if someone plays my favorite music and they do a little ritual <laughs> i'll be there <laughs> you're in i love that because i do in readings get song lyrics do you ever get song lyrics once in a while i will yes yeah and i think it's such a fun way to connect to loved ones and to bring in you know sometimes in our physical form, we, for me personally, I lack the ability. I know in my mind what I want to say. And it's like, my mouth doesn't always cooperate. <laughs> and so for someone else's song lyric to drop into my head, and then it sounds beautiful when I say it, that's an ideal situation. <laughs> 
I used to be one of those annoying, but I think it's ple uh, pleasant, but annoying folks in high school that would respond in a song, in, song. <laughs> in a conversation. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, music, music sometimes expresses our emotions better than we can with our own words sometimes. Yeah. I would agree. I love that. That's a great one. Well, okay. So how can people find you? How can they work with you? Give us all your details. Sure, thank you. So you can find information about me on thirdeyesight.media. Um, you can see information on my website about my, my podcast, Third Eyesight, about how to book a reading with me. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter as Juan Third Eye. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I don't use it very much, like my, my page on Facebook. So my best channels are probably Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I will put all of your information down in the show notes. And I do hope that you guys listen to his podcast. It is absolutely delightful. I love hearing your stories and your insights on all of this work. And yeah, I'm excited. Woohoo for us for one year. Let's keep going. <laughs> Definitely woohoo. And thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Juan. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.